everyone, and welcome back to the final episode of Customer Focus Selling. I am your host, Jason Zalt, and for our final episode today, I thought I would bring in a special guest. We've been working the past couple episodes going through really in-depth into the steps of Customer Focus Selling. So we've really talked about the open, we've gone into the investigation, we have talked about presentation, and now we're going to go into the confirmation, which we talked a little bit about. Our focus now is really about positioning. And so I thought, who better in all of the kind of O2E family than Jeff Gontonovic? Now, Jeff is fantastic. He is our sales manager for local and commercial for When I Had a Got Junk. Jeff, thanks so much for coming in today. Really appreciate you coming in. Happy to be here. So, Jeff, tell me a little bit about what your job entails and what you do. Yeah, yeah, happy to. And uh, thanks for inviting me on uh, the show. I'm happy to be here. Always happy to talk about sales. So my role as sales manager of local commercial, I lead our local commercial sales team. So our inside sales team at the junction and then our local commercial account management team. Our focus is working with 1-800-GOT-JUNK and the business-to-business side. Uh, So our local commercial revenue stream and really building relationships with businesses that need to use 1-800-GOT-JUNK services all over North America and Australia. We, we talked earlier and what I found fascinating is a key part of that role is really that position step, following up once a job is done. Before we dive into that, as you know, we've got the four different types of customers, right? They're, they're social styles. Where do you fit in there? What, what is your social style? Yeah, so uh, great question. I, I would say um, I trend towards a relator style. The relationship grid, uh, the customer-focused selling grid, I've always found it pretty fascinating because I've always considered myself, because um, I mean, before I, I uh, took on the sales management role, I, I was a salesperson myself and I, I worked on, on our national accounts team for years. So a lot of, lot of opportunity to get in front of customers and, and use this process. So I've always found myself a little bit, I can kind of go a little bit towards, uh, you know, I, I would say I'm a socializer to begin with, but I can go towards the relator. I struggle a little bit with the director and the thinker as well. Yes, yes. Uh, as it's you, a common as you might theme, imagine. right? Exactly. A lot of sales guys fit in that relator, socializer, and yeah. that, that far end, that director is a hard one to kind of connect in with. It is, it is. And interesting story around that as well. So, you know, I, if I think back to one of my most challenging sales meetings, uh, you know, in a face-to-face role... I was, uh, I walked into, uh, this was a big national retail customer that we worked with on the 1-800-GOT-JUNK side. And we had done a lot of work with them in the past, but this was a new contact that I had just made. And uh, so I was going and got the opportunity to to go and meet this person in person. And so didn't really do enough digging beforehand. I didn't, I didn't flex. Yeah. I didn't flex the investigate stage, let's say. So he was probably the most hardcore thinker that I've ever met in my life. And as is, I trend more towards the socializer, a little bit related, either way, kind of the relationship-oriented side of the grid. I remember walking in to the meeting and I start off on my socializer. I, you know, I talk about the company history and Brian's story, $700 in a a McDonald's drive-thru. And he's really... uh, uh, brought a focus on customer service and, and you, you go into that whole uh, story of 1-800-GOT-JUNK which is, which is a great story and, and I loved that story and I love to tell the story and then I kind of go off onto the story of, of myself and, and my history with the company as well and then so we sit down and he's just kind of staring at me the whole time and so I finish talking and then he pulls out this spreadsheet and 
we look at it and he circles, okay, well, so you guys overcharged here, you were late on this one oh, and this one, oh, and no. uh, so I have a real problem with this, so tell me what's going on. And did not, I didn't assess the situation, you know, I didn't actually ask any questions beforehand to realize that this guy probably doesn't care about the story as much as I think he does. He wants the data. He mm. wants the information beforehand so he can process it. What did you, what was your biggest takeaway from that? Or what have you adjusted from that to kind of your future meetings? Yeah, it was a big wake up call. Do the investigate well, asking the right questions beforehand, familiarizing yourself with that customer focused selling personality styles grid. Just asking the questions, identifying that social style is so key before you go into any interaction or in within the first probably two to three minutes of that interaction is when you want to identify that. Jeff, that's really great information. You're talking about the investigation stage and, and going through to that confirmation stage. How important is positioning for your guys when when they're in their roles? Yeah, I, I think uh, positioning is, um, if, I, if we're looking at the inside sales role in 1-800-GOT-JUNK, and, and just to give some clarity for, for everybody listening, so the inside sales role, this is your classic high outbound call volume type role, calling commercial customers. So both past people that have used 1-800-GOT-JUNK in the past, as well as doing cold calls, following up with people that are on the schedule. So the positioning step, it's interesting, is, is actually arguably the most important step that we have. We follow up on every commercial opportunity on the 1-800-GOT-JUNK schedule for every franchise that we're working with. And so we realized early on that this is the most important step. And it's interesting because we have rebranded our follow-up calls as positioning calls. So oh, wow. every time we follow up with a commercial customer that's just used our service, we don't call those follow-up calls anymore. We call them positioning calls because, you know, the positioning step for us is the most important. You know what? That's a, that's a big aha moment just kind of as we're talking I know for us in Move, a lot of the time we'll do a follow-up call maybe after the move to see how the move was, um, but I've never thought of it as a positioning call to kind of look for future work. Mm -hmm. So could you could you tell us a little bit about what does that call look like on, on your end? Yeah, absolutely. So part of the call is to find out how we did, right? And, and I think that's a very important point of any positioning call is, you know, follow up with the customer. How did everything go? You know, how are the guys on site? Did we meet your expectations? And I think that does a couple of things. I mean, that helps build that relationship. It's, you know, on the rare occasion that maybe we missed on something on the service. Now we're, we're heading off any potential complaints or bad reviews. So it's, it's always good for a salesperson to be able to get that information beforehand. But the hidden real value of that position and call is, again, asking the key questions. And for us with, with junk, you know, we're asking because for our commercial customers, there's a high repeat potential. And so we're asking the questions, you know, do you have any opportunities coming up in the next, say, 30, 60, 90 days that we could quote on or that we could help out with? But we're also asking, you know, is there anybody else in your network that, uh, that might need our services? When you do this positioning call, when you, when you have just given the customer this, this fantastic service, this is the best time to have a conversation with them. And they're going to be open to answering all of your questions. Mm -hmm. And asking these key questions around, you know, is there anybody else you know that might need to use our service? Or are there any other contacts within your organization that may have the same needs? Customers are often very willing to answer those questions and answer them honestly. And it, it makes sense that it would be right at the end, as long as the job was good, that they want to be that ambassador for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. It, it's funny, as we're talking, I'm thinking back to 
our roles in, in Move, how important it is for the end of Move phone call to have a position phone call, especially as our estimators or our salespeople are out there to have that question and, and to change the way that we're thinking about it yeah. and less of a follow-up call, like you said, but more of a position call. Because as you're saying, you do have repeat business, but as do we, right? Yeah. Uh, it's very similar where yours, uh, you know, a question that we could ask would be, do you know anyone else is moving or are you in an office? Is, is your yeah. office moving? And really yeah. start to get into those commercial aspects. Well, there, there's two things that come to mind uh, for, for the move uh, positioning call. Uh, one of them that you just mentioned is generally, and I find this across all O2E brand services, is if somebody's using us at their home, chances are they're working somewhere. And chances are they probably have a fairly decent job, right? I mean, we're, we're a fairly premium service, mm -hmm. right? So asking the question of, uh, or, or just kind of getting information about where they work. Maybe they have an office manager that they could refer us to and you can generate a little bit of that commercial work out of that. So there's that side of things, as well as anybody who is moving, I mean, chances are they're working with a realtor somewhere along that line, right? Mm -hmm. So um, again, that's that's the referral piece of the positioning call. So asking, you know, do you know anybody else that's moving? What realtor are you working with? Because if you get a good connection, if they have a great realtor they're working with, you know, give that realtor a call. And then not only are you able to get that realtor's information, but then you can say, hey, I got your information from this customer of yours who just had a great experience with us. And then that makes that call a little bit warmer. And now you can build business with that realtor. And then it's the, your referral network just continues to grow and grow and grow. You know, that's a, that's a great point. We, we talk a lot, especially Mike and I, the past couple of podcasts about the importance of our ground game and kind of going out and getting into those realtor offices Yeah, and using this. It's, it's something that I didn't think of that. Hey, just because that realtor didn't refer us to follow up and say on the move, Oh, that was your realtor. Perfect. And giving them that call 100% makes sense that you have a better chance of getting in with that company. So something that I would suggest for our, for people listening on this call to take back is think about your jobs coming up or maybe your jobs that have just happened. People that you've moved that haven't been with a realtor. Have you asked that question? Do you have a realtor? Who is it? Could I contact them on your behalf? That may give you, get you a ton of great business that way. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's all about the network. And, you know, we, we have a pretty robust realtor program uh, on the 1-800-GOT-JUNK side. You know, we find that realtors are, they're very image conscious. You know, they want to work with a high quality service and services that they refer, you know, they want to know that that service is going to give their customers a good experience. Mm -hmm. And I'm confident that we provide that across all of our brands, but it's, it's great to have a couple of high powered realtors in your network because, I mean, they're, they're doing a lot of business in your territories, so yeah. you, you, you want to be able to capture as much of that as you can. Now, Jeff, what are some pitfalls or things that you've found that people in that role have done not so great when it comes to that position call? What are some things that we should avoid when making that position call? I think something that comes to mind is being afraid of the complaints. Mm. A complaint is an opportunity to turn a customer around and have them be a huge proponent of your service. So... Often, and, and what we find with newer sales reps is, you know, you call up a customer and on the, the occasion where the customer says, yeah, that wasn't that great. You know, you guys missed on this. You guys missed on this. Then it, it, it can be a little bit intimidating, right? And, and it's almost like it's, uh, it, it kind of takes the air out of your tires a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I find those are actually some of the best opportunities to really flex that positioning muscle. Because if you can turn that around, if you can 
make a promise to that customer on that call of, okay, you know what? I'm going to check into this and I'm going to get back to you. And then as soon as you get back to them, regardless of what the answer is, you've already kept one promise for them, right? You've gotten back to them. So it's a complaint is an opportunity and it's a great opportunity to turn around and, and win a customer for life if we're able to solve that. So that's, that's, that's kind of a bit of a pitfall that I find where you don't want to be too, too afraid of making those calls. Mm-hmm. When I think to the move world, I know for sure some of our estimators have that fear of, or if a job didn't go well, it's like, oh, I don't want to follow up or I'll do a follow up to try and avoid mm-hmm. getting a bad review. But having that change of mindset where it's about changing that customer who had a potentially bad experience into one that not only has a good experience, but will refer you. I Even in my past, I know for me personally, the times that I've been in situations where the recovery has been fantastic has made me more of an ambassador for that brand than some people that I've had a consistently good experience. With. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's really important. And I think another another potential pitfall is occasionally, you know, when you're making these calls and I always call the position and call a sales call because I, I really believe that it is, mm-hmm. which is again, why we've kind of rebranded that, uh, that follow-up call to the positioning call. I, I find sometimes salespeople are a little bit hesitant to keep the customer on the phone and ask the questions, right? So you don't want to, unless the customer is in the middle of something, right? And they're really busy, you know, have a conversation. And especially if the service was great, which most of the time it is. Those customers are very willing to talk to us and answer mm-hmm. questions. So, you know, unless a customer is really pushing you off the phone, take that opportunity, find out more about why they like our business and find out more about, you know, any potential other opportunities and referrals that they may have for us. You know, having a five, 10 minute call with a customer on a positioning call is, is great. And most customers are actually willing to do that, which I find is, is one of the things when you're kind of starting out in the position and call world is you're, you're assuming that because you're interrupting somebody's day, they're not mm. going to want to talk to you. You know, that's, that's fascinating. I'm getting so much from our conversation today, just thinking about the opportunity that we have in our calls at the end of the jobs that we have for the most part have called follow-up calls. I definitely want to start calling positioning calls. Yeah. You know, we think, okay, we've moved this person into the house. Maybe we call them the next day. If we, if they've had a fantastic experience, especially the relator, the socializer, they're going to want to talk about it with us. Yeah. And if we can get them to be a brand ambassador for us and ask those good questions to find out where we could get our next businesses from, it could result in a commercial job where we're moving an office, or it could result in them getting us into a realtor that we didn't think that we could get into. What are some of the really great questions that you found works well for your position calls? For us, and again, you know, disclaimer that this is obviously the the junk side of Mm -hmm. things. For us to grow our business... We're always asking about, is there anybody else that you know or anybody else within your organization that can use our services? Another thing that we often find on, again, on the commercial side is we get a lot of property managers that are using our business. And often what will happen is a property manager will land on our schedule, we'll do a positioning call, and the property manager may not be fully aware of everything that we can do for them. You know, they may not be aware that, hey, they actually have a dedicated salesperson that they can work with that can kind of manage their account. So. Mm-hmm. Asking the key questions of, in a property manager's example, for, for example, how many properties do you manage? You know, how many, how many colleagues do you have? How many property managers work at your firm, right? Because just by knowing these details, now all of a sudden we can kind of work our way into and, and kind of build the trust with that property manager. And he may not, you know, give you that answer right on that call, but 
the more that they do service with us, the more the more that they use us, and the more trust that they build with us. Now all of a sudden we can ask, hey, can you give me a list of phone numbers of other property managers I can call within your business? Wow, just another aha moment because as we work with property managers as well, and that piece of hey, do you have other properties that you manage or people that you know? Even thinking in terms of if we do a move, contact that property manager, even if they weren't the ones that referred us yep. as a mover. Okay, we're in this property. I know that that's Jeff's. I know Jeff property manages that. So I'm going to give him a call at the end of the move to ask him how it went. Yep. And that's another way to get a warmer lead on a position call. So that's just, um, this is so good. I hope, I hope everyone out there is, is taking as much from this conversation as I, that I am, because I'm really hearing how important this position call can be to business. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I, I love this stuff, right? I mean, this is, this is so fascinating yeah, to me. We could talk all day. <laughs> we could talk all day. And you know, the, uh, you, you mentioned something earlier and it just kind of reminded me. So the ground mm-hmm. game as well. I mean, that's also a piece of this whole positioning landscape yeah. where, you know, if you, complete a move at a at an apartment building for example you know what's really stopping you from going and knocking on the door of the property manager's office yeah it's a very quick thing to do drop off some information collect a business card and then you just it's the kind of the kernel to start building that relationship yeah so so guys out there on your trucks you know do your are your are your crew leaders, do they have material ready? Do they know that they're going into a property manager that you want them to leave that material? Those are great. You know, if we have that information ready to go, there's a stronger chance of us getting another job there. So oh, that's great. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So Jeff, we've had so much great advice from, I've, I've had so much great advice from you today and just had a great conversation. If you could leave us with one last gold nugget or what, what do you find is the most important piece of positioning that you would want everyone listening to kind of apply. Sure. And and I appreciate that. This has been an awesome conversation. Again, I love talking about this stuff. I, you know, I think if, if we look at kind of a gold nugget for positioning, yes, um, please. what I'm going to say is do the basics. I wish there was a silver bullet for this stuff, because if there was, <laughs> I would, you know, I, I would be able to go out there and, and shout it from the rooftops. Right. But I don't think there is a silver bullet. I think it's just doing the activity being consistent with it, making sure you're following up, you're positioning with every single customer on the schedule, set aside the time in the day to make it happen. And again, consistency on the calls, consistency on the ground game. It's not going to show results right away, but having that that focus, that faith, that effort, and that vision that that is going to build your business in the long term, that's where it has to be. And so the consistency is really the key. That's so huge. What I'm, what I'm hearing you say is, so you need to have a process. You need to stick to that process. Yes. And when I think of estimators and frost in the move world, I think this is probably our weakest link in the chain. And if we applied the same rigorness, the same standard that you guys are doing, where you have the system, you make sure that your position call at the end of every move, I don't know what you'd call the end of a, of a, end of a junk, at the end of every sure, job. Every, right? every job, every opportunity. <laughs> at the end right? of every, yeah. every job, you're having a position call. And, and I think back to what we're doing. Hopefully you guys are thinking as you're driving or wherever you're listening to this, did I, with that last move, did I call back? Did I have a position call? How, do I have a process around that? How am I making sure to, in all the work that I have to do as an estimator and as a salesperson going around doing the market game, what am I doing to make sure that I'm not forgetting this piece? Because as we've talked about, if we've got a great review from this person, it's, if it's been a great move, 
it is a key piece for us to leverage our repeat and referral and to get in those really warm leads that we won't get from our ground game where it's a lot of cold stuff. Yeah. So I just totally appreciate your time, Jeff. Big things for me that I'm taking away from today are one, the follow-up call should really be the position call. Mm -hmm. Number one. Number two, ask good questions. Hey, how was your move? Are you moving soon? Who do you know that is potentially having a move? Are you in an office? Is that office moving? It's okay to ask questions that if we've done a good move for people, they want to have that conversation. Yeah. Another piece is that it's okay to call people where the move hasn't been 100%. Because if we can win that customer back in that position call, we may be in a stronger stance to get more repeat and referral from them. So not to be afraid of those calls, but to actually be excited about the ability to turn that call into something different. Yeah, and, and you hit the nail on the head there. Um, and and a, one thing to, to really remember is the positioning call is really the warmest call that you can make. The customer is expecting you to call, right? I mean, I, I when, when I use a service company, I would expect that service is going to follow up with me in one way or another, right? Mm -hmm. So the customer is expecting the call. It's okay to make those calls, even if you think that they may have had a bad experience. And it's the warmest call that you can make. So have that strategy around it, have that focus around it, and just make sure that uh, you guys are doing that consistently. Jeff, thanks again so much for coming in, for taking the time out to talk to all of us here. I have learned so much for this. I really feel we have, in a way, saved the best for last. And that episode of the season is really ending strong. So thank you for your time. Really appreciate that. Happy to be here. Thank you for the invite on the show. And uh, if you have any other questions, feel free to reach out to me directly.